You're listening to Sweet Talk, all things maple. Welcome to Sweet Talk, all things maple. I'm your host, Adam Wild, recording today from the beautiful Eline Maple Research Forest in Lake Placid. And joining me from the Cornell University campus is my co-host, Aaron Whiteman. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Adam. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. What have you been up to for the past few weeks? We've been chipping away at a few projects here at the E-Line, getting ready for the coming maple season, but most of my time has really been spent on the extension part of my job. Oh, I can relate to that. My last few weeks have included a lot of evening and weekend travel around all over the Northeast for maple workshops. And for our listeners who are unfamiliar with the Cooperative Extension System, every state operates a Cooperative Extension program through its designated land-grant university. And the purpose of these programs is to help families, communities, and farms through a network of experts and volunteers. The word extension means, you know, we're extending knowledge created by researchers and professors to the public through educational programming. So with Maple, that means things like conducting research on new sap collection technology, and then writing articles, giving workshops to share what we learn with Maple producers. And as a research and extension program, we at the Cornell Maple program work on both sides of the extension mission. So we spend about half of our time conducting research in our roles as university-based specialists, and we spend the other half of our effort working directly with sugar makers, educating them on better ways to make maple syrup. That's right. And for today's episode, we're highlighting one of the biggest maple education events of the year, New York's Midwinter Maple Classic. This is a big annual conference hosted by the New York Maple Producers Association. The conference includes a large trade show along with a large number of educational workshops organized by Aaron and myself. Yeah, and this year's conference will be held on January 5th and 6th at the On Center in Syracuse, New York. An online registration is already open at nysmaple.com, and there's an early bird registration special through December 8th. Now, the early bird rate is $100 if you want to attend on both Friday and Saturday, or $85 for Saturday only. And the registration includes meals and access to the trade show and the workshops. And Adam, I have to confess that in the past, I have not been a fan of conferences. You know, like a lot of maple producers and foresters, I'd rather be in the woods than in a crowded conference center. However, I've really grown to value events like this because... I learned so much from both the vendors and the presenters, so I absolutely encourage everyone to go to the conference, especially with so many fast-paced changes in the maple world. I completely agree, Aaron. Although for myself, I've always enjoyed the chance to mingle and see all the people involved with maple from across the U.S. and Canada. I think the conference can be a lot of fun, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, so there are a lot of ways for everyone to benefit. You can come and chat with Adam or you can quietly and anonymously slip into the back of the room for the educational sessions and learn all about the hot topics in the maple world. And speaking of topics, can you tell our listeners what's on tap for the educational sessions this year, Adam? Yeah, this year we're really trying to focus on the future of sugaring. There are big changes happening in maple due to climate, new technology, and new markets. So this year we're really diving deep into those topics. Okay, well let's dig into the schedule a little and highlight some of the topics and talks. And listeners can find the schedule along with the registration information at nysmaple.com. For each topic, we have four sessions that are each an hour long. You know, looking at the schedule, the first topic is sugar bush management. Well, that's certainly a timely topic right now because, as some of our listeners might be aware, our forests are actually under a lot of stress right now. You know, some of that's due to climate change with these really hot summers and these periods of drought. 
And some of it's due to invasive species like the emerald ash borer and other impacts. So definitely a lot to learn there. Wouldn't you agree, Adam? I would definitely agree. You know, the sugar bush is really where we make our money, right? If we don't have active, healthy trees that are producing sap and sugar, we're not going to have a maple industry. So I think more and more as an industry, we need to focus on actively maintaining and managing our forests to make sure that they're resilient and productive for our sugaring seasons. Yeah, and I think the key word there that you said is active because unlike in the past, you really can't be passive about your forest management because there are just too many things happening out there that are threatening our forests or damaging our forests. So some form of active management is important and that's kind of complex. So that's a really great reason to come to this conference and hear from the experts what we should be doing to keep our sugar bush healthy. Definitely. I would certainly agree with that. And one of the topics that always gets people excited is to talk about more the actual processing side of things, you know, the equipment that's used and in, in sap collection. So we have a, a variety of topics kind of dealing with those um, and bringing in some of the biggest kind of players within the industry and some of even our equipment manufacturers to look at what's happening with equipment changes and processing our maple syrup to make sure we're making quality products in an efficient manner. Yeah, and I'm really excited about the sessions in this topic because we brought in some of the best people, some of the best sugar makers from Quebec, and some of the folks at these equipment companies that are doing some innovation to make better equipment that we can process our syrup more easily with. So those should really be great talks. And I see our next topic is where we'll be having some talks on marketing and finance. Yeah, marketing is really important to really have a successful operation or successful business. You know, we need to think about having good finance planning and also making sure that we can market and make a profit off of our syrup products or other maple products that we're developing. Yeah, this is one of those areas where we say maple is challenging because you have to master so many different skills. And I guess that's like some other types of farming, but especially true for maple. I think there are a lot of challenges and you have to really think about good marketing strategy if you want to actually make money on your syrup. I mean, it's easy to sell syrup, but making money isn't always so easy. So those those will be really helpful sessions, I think. And we also have some folks coming in talking about some resources for financing maple operations, because I know a lot of maple producers are interested in either getting started or growing their businesses. So there'll be some really helpful information on resources to do that. Yeah, that's important to have, you know, and that side of things of thinking about how we're going to pay for equipment or growing our operations and those business planning things really seem daunting and you know, they're not as fun, you know, to be honest, right? Like we'd rather be out in the woods than thinking about finance aspects. But I think the people that we have, these experts that are coming in will really help break it down and make it seem like it's not that daunting of a process, right? And so we actually have Mark Canella from the University of Vermont's Extension Program, who's a maple business specialist, who's actually coming in early on Friday for a more comprehensive kind of maple business planning workshop as well that's in addition to the New York State Maple Conference. Yeah, Mark is always great. And if you're interested in his workshop, I'm not sure if he's still taking registrations or not, but that would be through the University of Vermont extension. So if you're interested in that, look up Mark Canella at University of Vermont, and maybe he still has room in that workshop. And speaking of making money, Adam, our next topic I see is value-added products. Yeah, we're all used to making maple syrup, but you know, sometimes the market for maple syrup can get flooded in areas. And so if we can look at what else can we do with our maple beyond just, you know, making syrup, are there other products we can make with that? And so we have some interesting topics this year looking at value added products, including looking at some 
bath and skincare products, you know, which is kind of a different category that we don't typically get into. You know, we usually think of value added products as being, you know, the maple candies and creams and sugars, but this is going beyond that into new developing markets for maple. Yeah, this is an area where we've done a lot of work through the Cornell Maple Program and through some other some other programs at Cornell. So we've worked with the Food Venture Center, the Cornell Center of Excellence for Food and Agriculture, and other food science programs at Cornell. So there's a lot to learn here. And we're actually going to have some folks from the Food Venture Center at Cornell and the Center of Excellence for Food and Agriculture on site. So there'll be some really good resources, some really knowledgeable folks that can talk about these value-added products in a very different way than what we've heard in the past. Yeah, I'm excited to, to have that included into this conference this year, Aaron. A one really kind of hot topic that's asked for maple producers within the general public is, you know, how is climate change impacting maple production, right? Like, I'm sure you get that question all the time. I know in the springtime, especially we get from reporters that are wanting to know how is climate change impacting maple this year? Yeah, you know, 10 years ago, this wasn't such a hot topic. And recently I gave a talk and I asked people, if I gave this talk on climate change and maple 10 years ago, how many of you would have come and no one raised their hands? But that day, a few weeks ago, I had a packed room. So there's a lot of interest in this. And the reason is we're seeing this playing out in our sugar bushes right now with these seasons where we're getting 70 and 80 degree temperatures pretty consistently in March. So you're right. This is a hot topic, if folks will excuse the pun. And it's something that we should really pay close attention to and start actively coming up with strategies and have these discussions on how we're going to deal with it. Yeah, I think it's also important, you know, to have these discussions on how we're going to you know, adapt to this, but also how do we respond to the general public, you know, and so forests are oftentimes, you know, related to helping with climate change with sequestering carbon and those aspects. So how can the maple industry market themselves as maybe being more carbon neutral or carbon negative instead of releasing carbon? And so that's some of the workshops that we have planned and some of the topics we plan to discuss and create some open dialogue along that line. So we're really excited to have this included into the lineup for the conference this year. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that flip side of maple with climate that is part of the solution. So our next topic is we actually have a, a miscellaneous room where we're going to have a whole smattering of other topics or speakers we couldn't fit in other rooms. But among them is we're actually going to be really fortunate to have someone from the Onondaga Nation, which is the indigenous tribe whose land the conference will be held on. And she'll be present to talk a little bit about native sugaring traditions and why making maple syrup is important to them. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting to hear about. I think it's it's exciting to to collaborate together and making sure that, you know, the indigenous people are who, you know, first started sugaring, right? And so it goes back into their history. And so including that in with the New York Maple Conference is really important, I think, in collaborating together. Yeah, and I think we're all aware of this in Maple that, you know, there are other values than just making money when you're making syrup. And for a lot of people, one of the other values is time with family or friends or interacting with their community. And I think the native sugaring traditions fit into that, that that's another value that Maple syrup can have to a different group of people. And along those same lines, yet another value is the fact that we can maintain or, or create quality habitat for birds. So we're going to have another talk, another speaker talking about the Bird Friendly Maple Program in New York, which is a program you've actually gone through, right, Adam? I have. The Eline Forest is recognized as being a bird friendly maple forest, which is great to be able to to have that sign in the sugar house and put those labels on our bottles. It creates really great dialogue to think about, you know, that these maple forests that we're working in 
and collecting the sap from are these native ecosystems and that you know it does so much more besides just give us sap that it is these bird habitats but also other wildlife habitats and they're you know they're sequestering carbon they're filtering the air and stabilizing soils you know we can recreate in so that's all kind of neat and so it's i think a great program that's out there for the maple industry you know as we're looking at making our maple forest being you know more sustainable and providing so much more another kind of talk we have out there is thinking about newer methods in boiling our sap down, such as in using electric evaporators. Yeah, electric evaporators are are really kind of coming into the mainstream, it seems. Or maybe we're just, just ahead of that point, but it seems inevitable, especially with the push to electrify our energy grid. You know, for example, in New York, we have a goal to be carbon neutral by 2050. And it's believed that most of that can be achieved just by switching to an electric power grid for everything, you know, things that we usually burn fossil fuels for, switching those to electric and then powering it with renewables. So there's going to be a big push for this. I think a lot of people are going to take a look at electric evaporation when they see those efficiency numbers. So it'll be good to have a speaker there talking about how these work and um, you know some of the other benefits of using electricity to process sap. Yeah. So another area that we have is farm policy areas. And so this is a, an ex, you know, important topic to cover as well that you know this is going to include topics on organic certification, being grown and certified and updates on the New York State Grown and Certified Program. And we even have a panel discussion talking about what's happening up in Canada and hearing from experts who work within the Canadian maple industry to hear what's happening with our neighbors up north. Yeah, those are all important topics too, especially I think I've heard that there are some changes to the organic standards. So that that might be really important or interesting to some folks who are either organic now or interested in going organic. And last but not least, we actually have some significant youth education here at our conference this year, which is something that I think we, we've wanted to do for a few years, especially given the fact that we all know the, the sugar maker population is aging a bit and we are very interested in promoting that next generation of sugar makers. So we have Christina Farrar coming with the Mobile Maple Experience from the New York State Maple Producers Association. And we've invited some students from FFA programs around the state who have sugaring programs to come present. I'm not sure where that stands yet, but hopefully we'll have some students in the mix. So you'll be able to see what they're doing and also have maybe have a chance to interact with them. And maybe they'll have a chance to ask some questions if you're a sugar maker. Yeah, that should be exciting to have. Looking forward to it. That is quite a list of presentations. And I'm sure there's something in that list that's relevant or interesting to any maple producer. And as a reminder, the conference information can be found at nysmaple.com. Just scroll down and click on the Midwinter Classic link for online registration and other conference information. And we hope to see you all there. And I will definitely see you there, Adam. And we will talk to all of you again soon on the next episode of Sweet Talk, All Things Maple. Thank you for joining us for Sweet Talk, All Things Maple with Aaron and Adam. Sweet Talk is produced by the Cornell Maple Program and is made possible with funding from the USDA Agricultural Marketing Service. All music is obtained from Blue Dot Sessions. For more information on all things maple, visit cornellmaple.com. Join us next time for more Maple Sweet Talk. Have a sweet day.